This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. It's been another busy week for NTL Sports, and the NTL Now podcast is back and ready to recap it all. Shane Wilbur here with you for another great episode this week. Thanks again to all the listeners out there for downloading via the NTL Sports website, perhaps Google Play, maybe Spotify or iTunes, no matter how you do it. Thanks again for downloading and giving a listen this week. Basketball to talk about this week. We've got the District 4 Wrestling Tournament to recap from last week. The Northeast Regional Tournament to preview this week and just a loaded episode for this week's podcast. Uh, coming up, we've got some special guests as well. We're actually going to talk with Williamson Regional Qualifier, Cade Sotolano, as his junior season continues on here in the wrestling ranks. We'll talk with him coming up here in just a little bit, get his thoughts on this wrestling season. And, of course, for the Northeast Regional Wrestling Preview, we will talk with Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun Gazette as well. So that's all coming up for you a little bit later on in the podcast. Of course, we're going to talk some NTL basketball as well as the regular season is winding down. We've got the NTL scoreboard to recap. We'll also talk the District 4 rankings as well. Of course, District 4 playoff brackets are coming up and should be released this weekend. We'll find out what area teams are going to be in the playoffs and where they will be uh, possibly playing, if whether or not they'll be home or on the road. But uh, still uh, a few days left to get those games in. I think they have until Saturday to be able to get their final uh, rankings and games played uh, in to qualify to see where indeed they will be seated uh, once the brackets and stuff are released. So yes, we've got that all on the horizon too. So folks, kick back, relax. We've got a lot to cover this week. I encourage you to have a snack, a soda, just kick back and enjoy and we'll keep the podcast going this week. But stick around because coming up next, we're going to talk with Williamson Wrestler Kate Sotolano. The juniors had a great season. We'll talk with him about it coming up next after this quick word right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. He's 29-2 on the season. He's a regional wrestling qualifier. He's from Williamson Area High School, 285-pounder. Cade Sotolano joining us now here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And, Cade, thanks so much for taking some time this week, my man. Hey, thank you. It's a great opportunity, and I uh, thank you for it. 
Cade, you know, it's been uh, a, a big junior season for you, and uh, we'll get into talking about that coming up here in just a little bit. But, you know, I kind of want to get to know Cade Sotolano, the wrestler in general. I mean, what uh, what kind of sparked your uh, love for the sport of wrestling? I mean, do you love the sport of wrestling? Is this just kind of something you uh, grew into as the high school years came? I mean, kind of give me some background here. When I was younger, I wrestled a little bit. I I did a couple of tournaments. I, I didn't like it. I kind of just did whatever. So, and then I took, I'd say I probably quit in fourth grade. I just didn't like it. And then eighth grade came along and I was frustrated with basketball and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to wrestling and just give it a go. And uh, so eighth grade was rough. So was ninth grade. And then I started going to ride out and other wrestling clubs and places like that. Started getting a little bit of lifting weights. And uh, my 10th grade year was a lot better. And then we just keep it going. I really got into lifting weight during COVID with uh, down the basement stuff. So that's really been why I'm 285 now. So that's kind of my story for wrestling. You know, that was actually going to be one of my uh, actual questions here was, are you a true 285 or are you one of those guys who kind of goes like 245, 255, something like that, and just has to wrestle 285? But you're telling me that uh, when, you, when you step on the scale, you're closer to the 285 mark. 283.4. Oh, <laughs> so. oh, hey, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's something you need, definitely, uh, you know, when you get up there. So at least you can say, you know, you're not uh, giving up any weight, that's for sure. But, uh, Kate, you know, I-, I followed you last year. You were, uh, you know, obviously down in the 220s last year, a uh, district tournament uh, qualifier. You didn't make it out of that. But now here you sit as a regional qualifier here as a junior, 29-2 uh, and two on the season, as I said. What were some of the things? you know you kind of uh wanted to improve upon going from last year's success and looking forward to this year basically just focus on my weaknesses um a lot of it was like i didn't have the best hips my technique was subpar i kind of just went out there and did whatever um i'd say at ride out to be honest we, we developed a lot of like uh you know a lot of my moves obviously the underhook i've been working on that with all my coaches um and then, you know, Russell, Russell and Mike Sips, you know, he actually lives with me. So we, uh, we have a little wrestling, we got a little wrestling mat down in our basement. So we had, we, well, just a lot of time in on, uh, underhooks and offensive things so I can just keep scoring. Cause if I score, I usually can win. And just working on bottom, to be honest, cause the reason I didn't get out is I couldn't get off bottom my dish or my sophomore year at all so that was a big focus going the off season. you know I'm glad you brought up your teammate Mike Sips because he was another kid uh, you know from Williamson that I was watching as the regular season's gone on obviously you know he, he had a great season as well and now I mean uh, you know as you look forward here to the regional qualifier how big is of a success has he been not only uh, as a teammate in supporting you but also you know as you said being kind of a practice partner and uh, really being there to help you improve your technique yeah, I can't say enough about uh, Mike. He's just a great guy, great practice partner. He works, he works extremely hard, and he just he never gives up. I mean, you see, you see a lot of people like it with him. His it's just he gives up nothing easy, and no matter what the circumstance is, he's gonna go. And I just he's just a great guy, and uh, we spend a lot of time together. So he's a good guy to spend time around. 
That's definitely, hey, that's definitely a positive, you know, to have that kind of an influence around. So, you know, as the district tournament uh, came around this year, uh, you know, you come into this tournament, obviously, uh, as the, I think, the four seed uh, of that tournament. But, you know, you still come away as the third place finisher out of last week. But, uh, you know, I kind of want to get some insight to you uh, as far as, uh, you know, how some of your matches you felt like kind of broke down. I mean, obviously, you know, you get the win early, but then you go to the semifinals and, uh, you know, you get uh, Caleb Burkhart from Hughesville. Uh, another potential matchup with him uh, is on the horizon this week. Uh, what did you learn last week that you are trying to take into this week? I mean, did you have some nerves maybe going into last week knowing that you were kind of more of a hunted wrestler more than a hunter? Yeah, I did have nerves last week, and uh, I let it get the best of me. I got a little too excited, did some stupid stuff. Um, definitely the Burkhart match, I just, I wouldn't even, I don't know how to say it. I just got, I gave up a reverse, I optional started and gave up a reversal, and then got turned, and that's, and I just really shut down something I should not have done. But again, I know I can beat Burkhart, I just have to believe it. Um, you know, he's tough on the top, so I obviously got to – I've been working on bottom this week, you know, with the legs and stuff. So that'll be that'll be a big deal if I get to wrestle him again. Now, of course, you know, you uh, managed to battle back through the consolation match. Logan McWilliams, you know, Central Columbia, he gave you a hard-fought uh, battle too. You know, a one nothing win for you there to claim third place last week. I mean, you got to be thinking, hey, you know what? Uh, this 285 bracket's going to be uh, tough for me no matter who I have to face. And, of course, you know, who knows? I mean, if things break well for you, you might even uh, have the opportunity to face uh, Emmanuel Ulrich, who I think will be potentially, you know, the other finalist as well. So, I mean, a lot of potential uh, ways this bracket could go, but I think you have to be really confident in yourself, man. I mean, you've had a really good season, and if a couple things break your way, I mean, you just never know how the regional tournament could go. It's going to be interesting um, no matter what. I feel like uh, in the counties, it really all comes down to heart, and if you want to win or who wants to win. The goal is to make the finals and beat those kids, the better kids, because that's what you wrestle for. But... If you don't, you don't, and you got to come back and wrestle hard and have some heart in the counties. So, you know, you touched on it a little bit ago, you know, kind of uh, the training and stuff that, uh, you know, you've been going into this week getting ready for the regional tournament. Uh, I'm curious, you know, what uh, what has Coach Wilcox said to you? I mean, what has been kind of your strategy uh, with him, you know, kind of talking and seeing, you know, what, uh, what, what uh, are the, the main ways that, uh, that you need to keep your focus coming into this week? Just believe in myself. Uh, we worked on bottom all week this week, getting the first move, um, especially on Burkhart, just getting my first move down because last week I didn't have a first move. I kind of just, um, I don't want to say bellied out, but kind of just went to my forearms and laid there. So that that was definitely a big talk we had. We also talked about if, uh, say, I'm down three points or something, a move that I can hit to get me back in a match, a big move. Hey, you know, everybody's got to have that big move to be able to uh, get them back into the match. So, hey, I mean, if it works for you, go for it. But, you know, they always say there, there, there's risk and there's reward, and you don't get reward without risk. So I definitely, uh, you know, feel what you're talking about here. But, you know, Cade, I want to bring the focus back more, you know, kind of to uh, the Williamson team 
as a whole? Because obviously, you know, you're one of those leaders. Uh, Mike Sipps, obviously one of those leaders. Hey, Car Carter Gontars as well, you know, uh, another kid who uh, was a district qualifier this year. So kind of give me the, the breakdown here. Now, will all three of you be back to kind of be the uh, kind of steadfast uh, kind of, I don't know, like uh, building blocks for this program moving forward? We got a lot of raw talent. We just a lot of the kids don't have develop anything really developed yet because they're very they're new to wrestling, they're new to the sport. So I think uh, you know us three obviously making a district tournament is just it's going to make us leaders. We have kids like Aiden Sprague and uh, Nathaniel Welch, all those kids coming back that are I don't want they don't they don't always show how, like how good they are, but they definitely have the potential to be good really good. Joel Holtz is another one that could be really good. He's had to develop their talent and I think we could have a really good team next year if we all put in the work and do stuff in the off season. Hey, you know, I like hearing that uh, kind of positivity as well, you know, and I think uh, you know, it was interesting because last week, you know, I was talking with Mitch Rupert from the Sun Gazette. I'll actually talk with him coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, too. We're going to preview the Northeast Regional Tournament. But last week, you know, he said, you know, one of the positive things that he thought he ha you had going for you is that, you know, you were kind of an unknown in that 285-pound bracket, you know, because uh, Williamson, obviously, yeah, you guys didn't really have a chance to get out uh, to a lot of tournaments. I mean, you still got a lot of matches in, but, uh, you know, probably not, uh, you know, in with some of the kids that you're wrestling now. But, uh, I mean, do you kind of like that, the fact that, you know, you and your teammates, you know, you're kind of bonding together, you're in this small school program together, and you guys can kind of fly under the radar and just kind of develop your skills all together? I do like flying under the radar, but I, w I would actually rather wrestle better competition during the season because it's going to better prepare me for things like districts and regionals. Because I'll be honest, I'm just not used to wrestling for that, that many matches or that many quality matches in one day, if you know what I'm saying. So it's nice to fly under the radar, but then again, there's that side of all those other kids have experience through the year wrestling, you know, th three, four tough matches during the day. Cade, the Northeast Regional Tournament is on the horizon this weekend. You know, you've got your last-minute preparations uh, to get into uh, before the tournament starts on Saturday morning. Uh, what are going to be kind of those last-minute uh, pep talks with Coach Wilcox? Maybe kind of those uh, last-minute pep talks to yourself as you're getting ready for the tournament this week that, uh, you know, you'll kind of have when, uh, you know, you've got those last couple of moments to yourself. So what are you looking forward to this weekend? What are you going to tell yourself? What's Coach going to tell you? So I just gotta believe myself, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna tell me believe myself stuff like that. And we've you know we've done all these practices, all these things. You know, I've wrestled a lot of matches since I got into high school. Just remember, you know, stay grounded, just relax, no matter what happens. Wrestle hard, and uh, you know I should be okay. I just gotta you know wrestle one of my better tournaments. I feel like. Last week, that's one of the things that I did not wrestle my best last week. I feel like if I could change that around, have a good week, get some momentum, and uh, I think I can make a deep run of this tournament. Cade Sadalano, you have been a great interview this week. Best of luck to you as you get ready for the Northeast Regional Tournament next, uh, this coming Saturday, I should say. Hey, 29 wins on the season. Let's make it 30, 31, 32, and beyond. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you next week at the Super Regional as well. But good luck to you this weekend. And uh, go out there and show, you, show them uh, what Williamson Wrestling's all about, my friend. Hey, thank you, sir. Have a good one.
At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. And welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast. It's time to talk some NTL basketball action from this past week. And boy, have we had some great happenings going on in the Northern Tier League. First, we want to congratulate the Troy boys basketball team via their win over North Penn Liberty the other night have clinched their NTL crown for the first time in 11 years. So congratulations going out to Coach Steve Renzi and the Troy Trojan boys team uh, for capturing the NTL crown on the large school side. Of course, the uh, North Penn Liberty boys have all busted as the uh, season has gone on. And of course, uh, North Penn Liberty, uh, they've been one of those consistent teams this year. Got an actual chance to see them the other night uh, against the Canton Warriors. And boy, you talk about a game that had a lot of three-point action, man. Those schools were just lighting it up from the outside. Both teams, I believe, combining for like 18 threes in that ball game. Noah Spencer hit a couple big ones down the stretch to be able to give North Penn Liberty uh, a big lead late. However, I think one of the more intriguing storylines going on right now in the NTL has to be that of the Northeast Bradford Panthers. That's right, the boys squad. Coach Berger has really got his team starting to get hot at the right time. I believe that Panther squad has won like something like four in a row, four of their last five, something like that. They've got some big wins here down the stretch. You know, they've topped the Canton Warriors as of late. They've got the buzzer beater win over Wellsboro, a big win over North Penn Mansfield as well. So so this Northeast Bradford boys basketball team, watch out for them as they are getting hot just at the right time as the boys basketball playoffs are just around the corner. So you definitely uh, don't want to miss or mess, I guess I should say, with uh, Northeast Bradford right now because they are playing as good a basketball as any team right now here in the Northern Tier League. Of course, on the girls' side, boy, that Tawanda Black Knight squad, they just continue and continue to play well this year as, of course, they had a big win over the Athens Wildcats the other night 43 to 38 on the girls side and of course uh, you know a big uh, tip of the cap to both of those teams uh, and of course uh, for Tawanda as well of course uh, for those who may not know obviously right now uh, some things going on uh, in the Athens girls basketball community as coach uh, Brian Miller right now uh, finding himself in a uh, cancer battle and of course uh, you know the uh, Tawanda Lady Knights doing their part as well uh, helping to raise funds uh, for cancer charities and such that uh, you know coach Miller is definitely uh, 
uh, involved with. So uh, a big uh, shout out to uh, both of those squads. Uh, they had a nice group picture uh, in the paper for that. So yes, definitely uh, want to pass out uh, some great kudos for that as well as uh, you know this regular season's winding down. But we always want to see uh, great feel-good stories here in the Northern Tier League too. So definitely glad to see that. But of course, you know, as we talked about, you know, the uh, NTL regular season is winding down. So you know what that means. The District 4 playoffs are on the horizon coming up uh, next week. So let's take a quick moment here. Let's get a quick uh, glance at what's coming up here as far as the District 4 playoffs go. Of course, we got a lot of area teams who are going to be high in the rankings here. We'll go to the girls' side of uh, basketball first, get a quick glance at uh, how the standings seem to be shaping up for some of our area teams there as, of course, uh, into the small school side, or I should say not small school, but uh, small class in uh, Class A for the Northern Tier League. The North Penn Liberty girls right now sitting fifth in the power rankings there. Looks like if uh, standings hold, they will have a date with Meadowbrook Christian coming up next week in the opening round of the District 4 playoffs. On to the girls' double-A side for the District 4 rankings. Northeast Bradford, boy, have they had a great season as well. I mean, credit to Maisie Newber, a lot of her teammates. Uh, I know Newber's gotten uh, a lot of the press this year for kind of her breakout season, but Coach Ben Beebe and that Northeast Bradford girls squad, they have done nothing but play consistent all season long, and right now they find themselves as the four seed, but hey, don't look now. Here come the Wyalusing Lady Rangers as they sit in the five seed and we could have a potential NTL matchup here between Northeast Bradford and Wyalusing next week in the opening round of the District 4 playoffs and I'll tell you what that Wyalusing team has been very sneaky this year as when they are locked in defensively they can definitely hold teams to a limited amount of scoring so Wyalusing uh, a team I think you might want to watch out for uh, as the District 4 playoff brackets uh, are approaching here as the season is winding down. On to the AAA uh, standings right now for the girls' side of things. Of course, uh, Coach Gentile and the Tawanda Lady Knights still sitting in the third spot. If uh, the playoffs were to start uh, right now, looks like they would have a matchup with NTL foe Wellsboro as the Lady Hornets right now sitting in the sixth spot. And of course, uh, also here from the Northern Tier League, looks like Troy sitting in in the eighth spot in the girls' side. They would be uh, destined for a date with top-seeded Bloomsburg uh, if the playoffs started today, but we'll see how uh, the standings shake out uh, on the final side of things coming up this weekend. On the girls' side, the Athens Lady Wildcats sitting good in the third seed. They look like they are poised uh, to host a playoff game next week. Looks like the way the rankings are shaking out right now, Montoursville would be their opponent as Montoursville right now sits in the sixth spot here for the rankings. So uh, just a quick uh, brief scenario there on uh, where some of our NTL girls teams are sitting in the District 4 rankings. But quickly, let's uh, run through the top four teams in each class. Right now for Class A girls, Northumberland Christian, Sullivan County, Lords Regional, and Meadowbrook in the Class A side. For the Class AA side, it would be Southern Columbia, Mount Carmel, South Williamsport, and Northeast Bradford. In the AAA side for girls, Bloomsburg, Loyal Sock, Tawanda, Warrior Run, your top four in the AAA and in Quad A, it would be Lewisburg, Shemokin, Athens, 
and then Central Columbia as the top four right now as they sit. So that's kind of a breakdown on how the girls' side of things is shaking out. Let's now go and check out the boys' side here in the uh, District 4 standings. Of course, uh, in the uh, NTL, uh, or small school champ, rather, North Penn Liberty, they currently sit second in the Class A bracket right now at 11-2. They look like they are poised to host a playoff game next week. Uh, could potentially be Millville, the way that uh, area and bracket, rather, is looking to shake out. Uh, for the Class AA side for boys, you've got Wyalusing sitting second, Northeast Bradford third, Canton fourth, and Sayre sitting seventh. So as of right now, Wyalusing, Northeast Bradford, and Canton would all be hosting games next week. Sayre looks like they may be on the road potentially at Wyalusing coming up uh, next week in the opening round of the playoffs as well. All right, AAA bracket, the Troy Trojans, the NTL large school champs. Troy right now sitting third in the... The AAA bracket, Wellsboro sitting fourth as uh, Troy and Wellsboro looking poised to host games next week. Looks like Mount Carmel and or, uh, let's see here, looks like, yes, Mount Carmel would be for the Trojans, uh, for the uh, uh, Wellsboro Hornets. Looks like they might have a date at home with South Williamsport, and I think that might end up being a rematch. I think those two teams still have a game scheduled uh, for the regular season uh, schedule as well, but we'll uh, definitely check up on that here uh, as the podcast goes. But uh, as I said, I think they're at least scheduled to uh, have a game here if they haven't already played. I thought I saw that uh, they might have a matchup already on the slate too. And of course, in the quad A side, the Athens area boys right now sitting fifth in the quad A standings. Looks like they would be on the road, potentially with a matchup with Lewisburg, uh, looking like as uh, the Green Dragons right now sitting fourth uh, in the quad A bracket. So quickly again, as I said, let's go through the uh, Class A rankings here as we did for the girls. We'll do the same for the boys. So in the Class A side for the boys, St. John Newman sitting top seed, North Penn Liberty second, Sullivan County third, and Juniata Christian sitting fourth right now in the Class A standings. Double A standings go Muncie one, Wyalusing, Northeast Bradford, and Canton two, three, and four. In the double-A side, triple-A bracket right now sits like this. Loyal Sock, as of right now, is the top seed. Central Columbia, two. Uh, Troy three and Wellsboro four on the quad a bracket right now it would be Danville sitting one Mifflinburg two Montoursville three and Lewisburg four so that's kind of how the district four standings uh, break down here as the district four playoffs are on the horizon and of course as I said the district four playoff brackets uh, expected to be released sometime late into Sunday so definitely looking forward to seeing where some of our areas teams are going to play here as the District 4 playoffs get ready to take shape uh, next week. And uh, to say I'm excited, well, that would be an understatement. I love playoff basketball time. I love getting into the playoffs. I love when it's kind of that, uh, you know, all on the line uh, kind of situation. So definitely uh, looking forward to that as the District 4 playoffs get ready to go next week. Now let's talk some District 4 wrestling tournament action from this past weekend. Of course, we want to congratulate nine of our area wrestlers in the coverage area who qualified 
for next week's Northeast Regional Wrestling Tournament. Of course, we want to congratulate Gavin Bradley of Athens, uh, Nate Higley of Sullivan County, both champions uh, at 113 and 145, respectively. Of course, congratulations to Hayden Ward of Canton, the runner-up at 138 pounds. Other qualifiers this week for the Northeast Regional Tournament included Seth Seymour of Troy. He took fifth at 126 pounds. Caden Setzer of Athens, a fifth-place finish at 138. Nick Woodruff of Wyalusing, a fifth-place finish at 152. Also uh, advancing on was Cohen Lehman of North Penn Liberty. Lehman, a fourth-place finisher at 172. And also advancing on this week is Clay Watkins of Tawanda as he advances on with a 3-1 win in the fifth-place match at 215 pounds. So, yes, nine area wrestlers uh, advancing on to the uh, big Northeast Regional Tournament this week. Uh, Going to be interesting to talk about that as the Northeast Regional Tournament is on the horizon this weekend. So we'll break that down coming up for you in just a little bit as I get the chance to sit down with Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. So folks, kick back, relax. The Northeast Regional Tournament preview is coming up. It's after these messages right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. It's time to talk the Northeast Regional Wrestling Tournament here on the NTL Now podcast. And of course, as I always say, there are few things during the week that I look more forward to than talking with Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. Maybe a pizza, maybe a late-night snack, but overall, talking with Mitch is always a good thing. So, Mitch, my friend, how are you doing this week, my friend? I'm, I'm a little worried about where your life is headed if there's few things you look forward to more than talking to me. That's like that's that feels like a low bar to clear. No, the problem is, you know, in today's world, we, we want to be supportive and pick up our friends. So that's why I'm always <laughs> trying to help boost your ego as much as I can. Well, I appreciate that, but my ego doesn't need much more boosting. So that sounds like a plan to me. So what do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we uh, dive in here? Let's talk some Northeast Regional Tournament. But before we do that quickly, I just want to get, uh, you know, some of your thoughts after last week's district tournament, I mean, what were some things that stuck out in your mind uh, after last week's district tournament? So I came away with th 
three kind of separate thoughts that I've been going over in my head since last Saturday. Number one, uh, I am no longer picking against Gable Strickland uh, of Benton. Um, I think he has separated himself from that field a little bit. And when you consider who's in that field at 126, that's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, he was fantastic last week against probably the best top-tier talented field in the district. He, he separated himself. That was impressive. Number two, Kale Krebs is the same way at 189. I, I really wanted to see what kind of test West Barnes from Southern Columbia was going to give him because I think those two might up, end up being the, the two kids in the finals at the state tournament. And uh, he really dominated that match. Even though it was 5 nothing. it might as well have been 50 to nothing because Barnes wasn't going to come back. And number three, 126 might not have the top-tier talent that 132 does, but it, or, or excuse me, 132 might not have the top-tier talent that 126 does, but it is as deep as any weight in the district tournament, in the Northeast Regional Tournament, and, and that might be my number two weight to watch behind 126. All right, so uh, good thoughts there to uh, talk about. Hey, you know what? I'm going to jump right in here. I started with it last week. I'm going to start with it this week. You know, you're talking about uh, top-tier talent uh, as far as weight classes go. Hey, let's pop right in to 113. You know, I was looking at the PA Power Wrestling rankings this week. Two, three, and four all this week here in the 113 bracket with Gavin Bradley of Athens, Pepe of Wyoming area, and, of course, Bobby Gardner of South Williamsport. I mean, that's got to be rating high on your brackets to watch this week. Sure, and it really kind of sticks out to me that Bobby Gardner actually moved up a place in the state rankings despite losing 5-2 uh, to two or 7-2, to two, whatever it was, uh, to Gavin Bradley in the finals last week. You know, I think it says a lot more about how people think of Gavin Bradley than, than anything else. We know Jaden Pepe is really good. He was right in the mix of that loaded 106 field last year, and I think he ended up finishing third or fourth at the state tournament. Like That kid is a legit stud. He is as good as anybody coming out of District 2 this year. Um, and then the depth kind of behind that you know, is really impressive behind those two. Bobby Gardner took his first loss of the season last year. Caden Milheim has been absolutely fantastic. He's been a top 10 kid all year. Brady Feast has been a top 15 kid all year. That That is a really deep weight class right there, and it's a shame only three of those kids are going to get to the, the Super Regional. I'll tell you what, uh, another quick storyline I think that's sticking out in my head. You mentioned the bracket, uh, 132. Even though, you know, there are no uh, northern tier kids there, I think 132 could definitely be one of those brackets that gets shook up really quick. I mean, think about this. Last week's top seed at 32 in Cade Wernsberger of Meadowbrook Christian is now the, you know, fourth or, or the bottom uh, match, rather, with top-seeded uh, Leshik this week. I mean, we could see Cade Wernsberger pull an upset, and is it an upset if he does pull it off? That, that's the thing. I don't know that it, it really is an upset. Mason Leshik is ranked 7th. Cade Wernsberger is ranked 11th. Um, is it really an upset? I, I don't know. I think, I think maybe Connor Heckman has just been a bad matchup. For Cade Warnsberger, Heckman's now 2-0 against him uh, this year. So um, this, this weight is just really deep. Like Deacon Ross from Lackawanna Trail is, is a legit stud. I mean, he's ranked 13th, but he's a returning state qualifier. Caden Wagner, who nobody seems to be talking about, even though he was a district finalist last week, that kid is a two-time state qualifier. Bryce Bowman is a two-time 
state qualifier. This this bracket is really loaded, and you know I really feel like it, it, it all comes down to who is going to have the best day. I was impressed last week because I don't think Caden Wagner wrestled very well, but he still found a way to get into the, the district final and move on. So that that top half of the bracket is going to be real interesting. Deegan Ross against Connor Heckman and Cade Warnsberger against Mason Leshock might be two of the must match or must watch matches of that quarterfinal round. I look at this week and there is an image in my head that is just sticking out and has stuck out pretty much all week long. And this past Saturday at the district tournament, you and I, we watched the 138 final where Connor Hare got the uh, quick fall over Hayden Ward uh, in that 138 final. After that fall occurred, I saw Hayden Ward sit up, I saw the look on his face, and I just see a determination in that kid that he wants to get back and get at Connor Hare again this week. I mean, what were your thoughts after that match last week? Well, that's to me, that's one of those things that's capable of happening when you get two kids like that. You know, I said to Connor's dad, Denny, last week as we were kind of talking about the bracket, I said, Hayden is going to open up more than maybe any other kids in the bracket. He's not going to sit back and, and try to keep the score close and try to win it. That He's going to go after it. He's going to do the things he does. And, and when you wrestle like that against a kid who is as good as Connor Hare, Things like that happen. When you get in scrambles, you can get caught on your back. Do I think Connor Hare is that much better than Hayden Ward that he pins him in 32 seconds every time they wrestle? No, I don't. You know, I, I think Connor Hare is really good. I think he's maybe a step ahead of where Hayden Ward is. But I think if they wrestle this week, they, they probably go five or six minutes and, and, and wrestle a really fun duel or a really fun bout there. You know, it, it's, that's what I like to see, though. I like to see that Hayden Ward's not going to back up, that he's going to open up and try to do the things he needs to do to win the match. I'll tell you what, that was uh, that look on his face. I mean, I know you were kind of blocked from it the way he sat up, but, man, I saw that look, and I'm like, oh, man, that is a kid coming back, uh, you know, for a little revenge next week. And uh, I definitely hope we get that final uh, coming up Saturday. Now, of course, I thought, you know, one of the more dominant performances – at the district tournament last week and uh, carrying momentum into this week. I mean, was Nate Higley as dominant as anybody else at the tournament last week, in your opinion? He really was, and, and I don't have the brackets in front of me to look to, to remember who he went through uh, in the tournament. But, I mean, the fact that he won 11-1 over Patrick Edmondson in, in that 145 final, I mean, that was, that was really eye-opening. It was a kid who looked like he was wrestling free and easy, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with he got his college decision out of the way last week and committed to wrestle with George Mason. Um, and, and, and I think he, he understands now that he can just let it go. Like that, that part of his life is secure and he knows what he's going to do in the next step of his life. And now he can just focus on doing what he, he has, his, his eye, had, has had his eyes set on his entire career, which is winning a state championship. And, and the kind of performance that he put together last week is the kind of performance you get from a kid who's capable of winning a state championship. You know, you and I talk a lot during the wrestling season, and obviously, you know, we see at these postseason tournaments that matchups really dictate a lot of how much success a kid can have. And, you know, when people have been asking me this week, well, how many kids do you think will advance on to the Super Regional? It's funny because I really think Cohen Lehman of North Penn Liberty has a shot to get through this week, but I think it has to come 
in the semifinal against Ethan Gush. I really think that's his best matchup. It's got to be, you know, get to the finals. Uh, and Gush, I think, might be his best matchup to uh, get through to the finals because I think if he goes to the consolation, he showed last week that if he's got to see uh, Rotor or something like that in the consolations, that's not really his matchup. So, I mean, Gush beat him last week 4-2, but I thought it was a really close 4-2, and that's why I'm kind of defending Lehman here if he can get to the final. Well, I think I think he's one of the more underrated kids in the entire tournament. He's, he's had a really good season. They haven't wrestled a whole lot because they kind of got started late on their season. I think they only had four or five kids on their roster. So their their you know dual meets weren't ones that you seeked out every night to look at the results. But this kid has taken a giant step forward. He was a, he was a talented freshman last year who at an upper weight wasn't quite ready to wrestle with the guys. I think he may have been at 60 and, and, and that weight class with Gavin Garcia and Nolan Lear um, and, and the other guy, Isaac Corey, was in there as well. That's a tough weight class to try to run through as a freshman. He's right there with these guys. You know, He's been in some great bouts with Colby Springman uh, from Montgomery, who was having a fantastic season. Um, he was right there, like you said, with Ethan Gush, a 100-win kid who's been to the state tournament. It, it's about finding a way now to kick open that door and kind of get past that that ceiling a little bit. He's going to have to beat a really good kid to move on to the to the super regional next week. And and that's what separates, you know, the kind of the haves from the have nots in, in high school wrestling. You gotta find a way at some point to beat a really good kid. Look at Bobby Gardner last year. He was 0-3 against Cade Wernsberger. It got to that blood round match. He had to find a way to beat Cade Wernsberger and he won that match, I think two to one to get himself um, to, to the state tournament, you know, so that's something I think everybody that's kind of on the traje trajectory of a guy like Cohen Lehman, they have to find a way to win a match. Maybe they're not supposed to. You know, I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Williamson's Kate Sotolano a little earlier in the podcast here this week. And, you know, he openly admitted, you know, last week there were some nerves. You know, he's not used to being in uh, big competitions like that and, uh, you know, being uh, there uh, in that uh, district tournament like he was last week. So, I mean, I think for him, last week was a good opportunity to kind of shake off some of the dust, shake off some of the cobwebs. And, you know, I think he's going to be a little more mentally into and uh, ready to go this week here in this 285 bracket. Yeah, I mean it's it can be overwhelming when it's when it's your first time, excuse me, into a field like that where you're maybe expected to win a little bit. You know, he had a nice win against Gunner Tribley uh, a week or two before the end of the uh, uh, before the sectional tournament that that kind of showed what level he was on. But it's but it's another thing to put it together for three or four matches in a one day setting, and and maybe that helped him get his feet wet. That's why we see so many of his coaches at these really good, really consistent programs they go to these tough tournaments because they're trying to get their kids in dogfights and maybe even get them some losses heading into the postseason so that it's not new territory for them. You know, this is, this, this is if we're being honest, this is new territory for Cade Sotolano. That doesn't mean he's not capable of winning here because he's shown he is clearly capable of winning at this level, and I think he's a legitimate threat to get to the Super Regional Tournament next week. All right, so top three advance out of this week's Northeast Regional to the Super Regional next week. Obviously, this is, uh, you know, my favorite part where Mitch gets to tell me where I am wrong, and uh, I'm totally okay with that. So I'm just going to go through. I will give you my top three at every bracket. You, of course, have the opportunity to weigh in and uh, tell me where I am right, where I am wrong. So 
I go 106. I go Wenzel, Weiss, and Burke at 106. I'm the same way, too. I, I wouldn't sleep on that Brandon Wenzel-Chase-Burke matchup potentially in the semifinals. And, and it's worth noting here, this, this is history that we're seeing at the Northeast Regional. Lexi Schechterly is the first girl to ever qualify for this Northeast Regional Tournament. And, and that says a lot. She was the District 2 runner-up last week. And a couple years ago, Dale Baker from Benton finished sixth at the District 4 Tournament. And, and just missed out on getting to the regional tournament. But but that's a, a little piece of history worth noting. But I think those top three are, are probably a, a step ahead of the rest of the field there. But Jace Gessner from Lewisburg has been really wrestling really well, but he's going to have to run through a gauntlet in the constellations to, uh, to get back in it. All right, let's go to 113. I go Bradley, Gardner, Pepe. See, I'm going Bradley, Pepe, Gardner there. Uh, Jaden Pepe, like, he, there, there is always one or two kids every year that come from District 2 that, that you know where they stand. A lot of the times, the District 2 kids were guessing a little bit because they wrestle each other so much, they don't get out of the district a whole lot, and you're not really sure where they stand. We know where Jaden Pepe stands. He had some wins last year over Bobby Gardner, so I, I like Pepe to get into the uh, – the the final there but but i think those are going to be the top three regardless all right so 120 i go barvitsky kolb major i i'm i'm with you on that one too uh i know i talked about him last week don't sleep on caden fink um I, I didn't see where he was in the state rankings this week i know last week he was 22 or 23 but that's a freshman with a ton of talent and uh if he gets into that third place match against Caden Major, I think you're going to see another dog fight. Those two have had two really good matches this year. 126, Strickland, Johnson, Gramley. I have uh, Strickland, Bisco, and Gramley. Um, this week, like I said, I'm not betting against Gable Strickland again. I think last week I had Gabe Gramley uh, winning the whole thing, and, and Strickland, I think, has separated himself a little bit. I think the Bisco matchup with Johnson is a little more favorable uh, for Cole than it was wrestling Strickland in the semifinals. And, and that third-place match is, might come down to an ultimate tiebreaker again, just like it did last week between Gramley and Johnson. All right, let's move on then. We go to 132. I go Leshik wagner volman this week. <laughs> I bet Cade Wurnsberger coming back and, and, and getting a championship this week. You know, like, like I said, that Connor Heckman matchup just doesn't seem to be good for him. He's lost both those matchups, one nothing. Um, now he's on the other side of the bracket from him. Mason Leshock has been wrestling really well, and I have zero problem with, with picking Mason Leshock to win, win this bracket. Um, but, but I just like Cade Wunsberger, his ability to make adjustments. Obviously, his dad's a coach at Bucknell. Uh, you know they've gone over the film to try and fix some things. So I've got Wunsberger, Wagner, and Volman coming out of there. All right, so that takes us to 138. I got the rematch. I've got Hare. I've got Ward. I'm going to go with the state rankings, give Connor Hare the edge here, and then at uh, the third-place spot, I've got Yoder uh, as the third runner out of that bracket. I, I'm with you there, too. Uh, that semifinal, I think, between Antonio uh, Diapolino and, and Hayden Ward should be really good. Um, Diapolino's a kid who's been to the regional tournament before, um, uh, I, be I believe he may have gotten to the state tournament last year uh, and ended up having to scratch out of the state tournament, which got Bryce Bowman in to the state tournament. But that kid's legitimately good. So that, that semifinal 
with him and Hayden Ward should be really interesting. But I got the same three guys. Now, as a side note, I think Ward and uh, Dapolino have uh, they've got a little bit of history. I think uh, between these two, I think they've met uh, as some tournaments before, so at least there's some familiarity there with each other as well. All right, so at 145, I go Higley, Edmondson, and Zach Stewart of Lake Lehman. That's 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 good. I got Crawford over Stewart in the third place match, but the other ones are the same. I'm glad you you put some notice there on Zach Stewart. That kid is really good, uh, and Lake Lehman is a solid program, which is a consistent winner up there in District Two. I, I give Crawford a little bit of the like. This is a bad year for District Two. Uh, to be only getting three qualifiers out of this Northeast region because this is one of the deepest years we've ever seen, uh, I think, for wrestling in District 4 in, in probably the last 10 years or so. So the depth of District 4 is going to hinder, I think, getting District 2 more kids through this regional tournament. But Stewart's one of those kids who could break through that depth. That's going to be a fantastic match if they meet up uh, in the third place match. And don't sleep on Gabe Anders either. That's a kid who's been in the top 20 of the rankings all year and is capable of winning big matches. All right. I'm going to credit uh, PA Power Wrestling here as we go to the 152 bracket. Now, you might uh, question me here. Obviously, uh, you know, the way this 152 final ended last week is, uh, you know, kind of the way it went down with uh, Isaac Corey uh, giving up the point via the caution. But you know what? I still think Devin Deem wrestled a good tournament. I'm going to go with Deem. Corey and uh, Cooper Price of Wyoming area. I got Corey beating Dean, but I'm, I'm with you on Cooper Price. The thing uh, I, I don't think most people notice is as a freshman, Cooper Price was a, a Northeast Regional sixth place finisher in AAA when he was wrestling at, uh, I believe it was Coughlin High School. He didn't compete last year for Wilkes-Barre area. Uh, I'm not sure why, but this is a kid who was in the semifinals of the AAA Northeast Regional Tournament. Uh, at 113 as a freshman. So, so we know this kid can wrestle. He's 10 and 1 this year. Um, that, that's traditionally a program that, that puts some good kids into this Northeast Regional Tournament. I like the, the pick of Cooper Price there, but I think it's Corny and Deem in the final, and uh, you know, they're going to wrestle some barn burners. They're not going to be high scoring, but they're going to be fun to watch, and I got Isaac Corey getting a little revenge this week. All right, 160. I'm sticking with Nolan Lear. He's my champ. I got Avery Bassett second. Ty Nixon, the third-place finisher in that bracket. I'm not really good at learning my lesson. I picked Avery Bassett to win last week, and I'm picking him to win again this week. Nolan Lear is so good at, at making the match go where he wants it to go, and, and he's so comfortable in those tight matches, those low-scoring matches. Uh, but I think Avery Bassett's going to find a way to maybe open it up a little bit this week and, and get that extra takedown to get a win. All right, now we go to 172. Hey, my fingers are crossed for Cohen Lehman in this one, and obviously, you know, I'm going to pull for the area kid. Uh, obviously, you know, when I do these brackets, I do them, you know, without bias. Uh, I've got Garcia, obviously, who's the class of the bracket, so I go Garcia, I go Gush, and I go Roeder. I've got Garcia, Gush, and Roeder there, too. But, uh, you know, like we talked about with Cohen, Cohen Lehman, he's got to find a way to win a match against a really good kid, win a match that maybe he's not supposed to win. And if he can get one of those, if he can beat Ethan Gush in the semifinals, if he can beat uh, Steven Roeder in, in the third-place match, then, then he gets to move on to next week. But he's going to have to find a way to win a match that he's probably not supposed to. 189 pounds, Krebs, Wesley Barnes, and a very big coin flip between Packer and Feast in the third place match. I go Brady Feast to come out of that bracket in third. 
Well, it would be impressive if Brady Feast jumped all the way up from like 113 to wrestle 189. But Jacob Feast from Line Mountain is probably going to be the guy that, that finishes third. So I'm, I'm right there with you. We're on the same wavelength, though, Shane. <laughs> I can always count on you to be the uh, the checker. <laughs> I like that. You know, you, you had you had Brady in my mind from earlier, so I'm going to blame you there. All right, so we go to 215 now. Uh, obviously, Dylan Bennett kind of uh, showed that uh, he's got some Gage Garcia in him last week as he went pin-happy uh, at the district tournament. I've got Bennett as the top man. I've got uh, Zach Paust as the second-place finisher. I've got Damon Backus of Mount Carmel as my third-place guy. I worry about Damon Backus because he medically forfeited that third-place match last week, which is why the bracket looks a little different. Like, Nathan Rauch is supposed to be in the spot where Damon Backus is, and Backus is supposed to be in the spot or, or Rouch is, but because Damon Back has forfeited that third place match, Nathan Rouch got to choose where he is in the bracket. So he, he chose um, to be in that spot he's in. Connor Robleski is, is a very good wrestler. He finished, uh, I think he lost in the, the blood round to Timmy Ward last year uh, in, in that loaded 170 weight class. He's, he's really good. Uh, his Canada record isn't a sham. Like, this kid is really good. I think he's going to give Zach Paust a good fight in the semifinal. And I've got Robleski coming through in the third place. All right. That takes us to 285 pounds. I'm going with the district champ from a week ago. I think Emmanuel Ulrich, it is his bracket to lose. So I'm going to go Ulrich. I've got Caleb Burkhart there in the rematch to take second. And, uh, you know, I feel very confident. I'm going to roll with Cade Sotolano to get out of this bracket. So am I. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. We're, we're the same wavelength, wavelength here. I, I was surprised that Burkhart was able to take Ulrich uh, to overtime last week in, in the final. You know, Ulrich is so athletic and he's so quick, and, and I'd like to see him use that a little bit more. I think a lot of times he gets caught in a slowed-down match like he did with Caleb Burkhart, and it left Caleb in the match with a chance to win it. But, but he's so good. Ulrich is so good. He's only a sophomore, and he's so fundamentally sound. Um, he, he's the most talented kid in this bracket but because these matches are so tight anything can happen here shane i i really think that that one point matches are going to be the the difference here now of course you know we uh, we go through our picks now of course you know project forward a little bit here for the super regional i know it's going to be five and three uh, is there a part of you that kind of wishes this year it would have been more because it is you know the first year they've done it that they went more four and four rather than five and three for this super regional I, you know, I think that would have been fair um, to go four and four, but the, the PIAA is consistent. They make all their decisions based on numbers, on, on the number of schools in each region. And, and the Southeast region has more schools in it, far more schools than the Northeast region does, so they get that extra qualifier. But if there was ever a year that it, that it should be 4-4 four, four based on talent and based on depth, this this was a year for it. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, coming up this week at the Northeast Regional Tournament. Of course, uh, you know, lots of great coverage coming your way this weekend as well. Mitch, tell the folks out there how they can follow your updates on Twitter. I know you like to do that all throughout the day. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Mitch underscore Rupert, R-U-P-E-R-T. I'll be doing updates all day. Occasionally I throw a video on there, and I like to make fun of Shane sometimes too, so that's always good. Make fun of me? Come on, man. You always have to take the loner picture, which I, I don't think is fair because, you know, it, it's not my fault that, you know, I'm the only one with stones to climb up there and uh, you don't have them. 
you're you're not wrong man i don't do ladders you know i'm i'm a big dude so when i fall it hurts even more than when a regular sized person does hey regardless uh, i know we're both going to have our seats reserved and uh, we're both going to enjoy the northeast regional tournament coming up this weekend and uh, look forward to seeing how many of our guys get through and uh, you know we'll get ready and uh, get ready to uh, move on to the super regional the week after so mitch again uh, thank you so much for taking some time this week i know it's been uh, kind of a busy week for both of us uh, some other uh, things, you know, to uh, deal with. And, of course, uh, take some time to break down these brackets and everything, too. So thanks again, my friend, and uh, hopefully uh, we get a chance to catch up next week. And, hey, we'll keep this postseason train rolling, man. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. Be well. Again, a big thank you to Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette for taking some time to talk about the upcoming Northeast Regional Tournament this week, as well as want to thank uh, Cade Sotolano from Williamson as he gets ready for his uh, 285 bracket this weekend at the Regional Tournament too. So good to sit down, talk about his season, and of course uh, what to expect uh, from him coming up this weekend. And also get a little insight as to the Williamson Wrestling Program as well. You know, always good to uh, catch up with some of our area athletes as well. Don't forget the District 4 basketball brackets. They are expected to be released coming up late Sunday, so we will have uh, the updated list of games we will be covering on Wiggle 100 coming up a little bit later on uh, this weekend as well. And, of course, don't forget Northeast Regional Wrestling coverage as well on the horizon this weekend. Championship and Consolation Finals expected to be around 4.30. We'll have coverage starting a little after 4 o'clock. Don't forget, follow us on social media, NTL Now Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us at NTL Now Pod on Twitter as well. But for now, it is time for me to uh, kind of say so long. Go enjoy the rest of the week. Get ready for wrestling coverage on Saturday and give you guys uh, an opportunity to check out this preview beforehand uh, heading into the weekend. So, again, a big thanks to all the listeners out there. We will talk again next week. Get you uh, all recapped on the regional tournament plus a perhaps a preview of the Super Regional Tournament next week. And, of course, we'll talk district basketball as well. Have yourselves a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Shane Wilbur. And, of course, the NTL Now podcast, as always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.